Hello, listeners. My name is Nick Sharenza, and I'm Lauren's boyfriend. Yes. Yes. I think some people had questions because you were my boyfriend for some time. What? So maybe we should start there. Five, six days. <laughs> it felt like five months. <laughs> All right, let's start there. So I think, like, this could be a helpful episode for people who are going through a breakup. Mm. Or who broke up and are trying to, like, repair their relationship. That's why I wanted mm. to talk about it. Okay. So why don't you tell your side of the story? Okay, so... Because you haven't been on the podcast in a few months. Yeah, that is true. Um, people love it when you're on the podcast. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> so I think it started maybe, I want to say, in July. Um... We've kind of been at the stage where we've been seeing each other for more than like five, six months. So it was getting pretty serious. And we were looking into um, moving to Florida together in like the next year or so and what that was going to look like. And we just kind of found some information out that kind of like changed our trajectory of how we wanted it to turn out. In terms of it your was, trajectory, didn't change mine. So, Continue. yeah, it kind of like with school, with I just had a lot of stuff going on. Um, someone in my family died a month before that, so that kind of threw me on edge. And when I don't like the way I feel, I try to like um, find the answers to stuff. And that sometimes doesn't help. So I was looking at um, schooling and stuff like that and the like cost of what that would be and how long it would take and stuff like that. Um, and then when I brought it up to Lauren, we had some miscommunications about it. And then we just kind of were in a stink for a solid month. And then after that, I found out my grandpa had like prostate cancer. I didn't know what stage it was. So I was freaking out about that. And then it was just really overwhelming. So I kind of, I wanted like a break for a week just so not to break up, but I just misspoke because this is my first relationship relationship. And I just needed time to kind of like just cool down because I kind of think about a thousand things a minute. I'm curious, though, because you said that, and I was listening to a podcast a couple days ago, and I thought about you that, like, when or where did you learn that, like, uncomfortable emotions need to be fixed? Like, because if you feel discomfort, you feel upset, or you feel scared, you resort to thinking that's not okay, you're feeling that way, so you have to do something to solve it. So I'm wondering, like, who or when did you learn that, like, uncomfortable emotions, like, grief or sadness need to be taken away because they're not okay well i think they sitting with them i mean i think you can sit with them but everyone has a different time period for when they want to sit with them and i personally for me i don't want to sit and wallow and stuff for longer than between wallowing and processing because like all emotions are valid like just happiness isn't the only emotion to feel like if you're feeling angry it's okay to feel that but sometimes when people don't think it's okay to feel that they'll push it away or push people away or like freak out that they're not feeling anything other than contentness if that makes mm. sense no it does but i think 
also different people can tolerate it at different stages. Yeah. Um, and I think just for me and you and everyone else, it's just different. Like there's no, no one has the right or wrong answer for anything. It just kind of is and different people cope in different ways. Um, that's why there's so many perspectives. There's a podcast that can say, Hey, as long as you're happy in the world, there will only be happiness. And all you have to do is think positive, it's so toxic, though. but then there's some podcasts where it's, Oh, you should always look from a negative standpoint. So you never get hurt. So there's, well, there's no right or wrong. toxic. They're both extreme. Yeah, there's no right or wrong answer. I don't think, I think we're like opposite in the, cause like I have had a lot of like, um, emotionally charged, like turbulent, experiences where like I'm constantly feeling depressed or like traumatized so that when I feel anything other than a negative emotion I freak out because I'm like oh I'm feeling happy this Mm -hmm. isn't normal like let me shut that shit down Mm -hmm. because it makes me uncomfortable and I think that you're the opposite yeah it could be yeah do you want to continue your story uh what part was it at oh um I just thought that was interesting. Yeah, we're really well. Um, <laughs> um, I think after the week. The break, you wanted yeah. a break. I wanted a break, not a breakup. Um, but I just didn't really, I guess, say it the right way. Because no. um, I'm more of a, I like to talk in person. Um, because I don't like texting or talking over the phone. Because you can't really give your full emotion and stuff. And I guess you're the opposite where sometimes yeah, it's I better yeah you prefer no text or no human contact <laughs> so i guess i wanted to like right before the breakup i wanted to like see you and just talk and you were like honestly i'd rather just talk over the phone if you're gonna break up with me um so i guess we spoke over the phone it was like four or five o'clock or something like yeah, that right before we you were, were about to come yeah over. we were both at work and yeah i was just like i need some time I don't know if it's, I'm not at, I'm not at the right headspace because I just had a lot of shit going on. Yeah. But I think like a relationship is just another component to your life. Like if your physical health is suffering, you can't just be like, oh, let me just not cater to my mental health or my like relationship health because my physical i guess you mm-hmm. could but well it all affects yeah. each other it was just a lot because also like in the relationship the first yeah we both went into this relationship not that it's anyone's fault and we went into the relationship for the wrong reasons um which generally happens yeah. a lot of times with most mm-hmm. couples i'd say 90 percent of couples go into the relationship because yeah. i came in <laughs> trying to like oh i can fix you and i guess you came in expecting nothing yeah um and there was just a few times where we just kind of i don't know i never felt the full full love until literally as we were like close to breaking up so yeah, i was always under switched. yeah i was always under the assumption that she was kind of a runner and that she was never fully invested. Um, and we've had conversations where it was like, oh, I don't know how I feel in this relationship. I might move to Arizona or this or that. Um, and I guess she really felt committed right as I was going through my stink. So just the timing was really off. Um, and just some other stuff too that 
not that I found out, but I experienced firsthand and I didn't know how to experience that. So it was just a lot of stuff. Well, I think that like our attachment styles are opposite too. Cause I was, and I still have like very avoidant tendencies. And I think you have very like anxious attachment tendencies. So like we entered our relationship and since it was like your first um, committed relationship, I guess is the right word. Like you were kind of all in right away. And I was complete opposite like Mm -hmm. I didn't expect to really open up until about like a year in because I'm very like Mm -hmm. you were like a frying pan and I was like a slow cooker Mm -hmm. (laughs) I like that analogy so I think that it just like came to a head where like when our relationship was compromised I was like more in and you were one foot Mm -hmm. out the door kind of like switched Mm mm-hmm because I, I guess from my perspective, I was like, let me give a thousand percent. And yeah. I was kind of sometimes, well, I was doing stuff that I didn't want to do and just like putting you first above everything um, to um, in the hopes that like mm-hmm. you would get better, but that's not good for you or me. Um, it's just codependent and, on both yeah. ends. Yeah. So. Because um, with that, you're like giving everything you have in hopes that it will be received well yeah and then if the other person doesn't know that that's going on Mm -hmm. then it just causes like resentment and it's just building like you know issues i guess Mm -hmm. is the right word because it all boiled down to just like miscommunication or not even miscommunication just like lack of communicating i think was a big issue for us and it's something that we're working on. Yeah, I, we had to hit the reset button because it was kind of like, for me, I was jumping all in. And every three months, there was like a test that I would have to pass or like I'd have to try to prove my love sometimes. And towards the end, when I had all that stuff going on, I was like, I can't do that on top of everything else. And then she kind of told me, but I really do love you and I love you, love you. Um like for her to say she loves me in the beginning was like pulling teeth. Um, so I was under that assumption the whole time in the relationship towards towards the last couple months when we were actually fighting. Or not fighting, but having our miscommunications because I was like, damn, I'm feeling like crap now. And now we're like not status quo. And she probably still feels the same way as she did three months ago when she was thinking about moving with friends or stuff like that. So I was like, why am I putting in my heart and soul if nothing's getting reciprocated even a fraction back? And then that's when at the last minute, you were like, I really do love you and stuff like that. And I kind of couldn't comprehend it because of just the previous history. So I think we just decided now moving forward to hit the reset button and just kind of each allow ourselves to be each other individually and together and to try to like cater to both of our needs so we both have fun have a good relationship and don't resent each other yeah because we were both coming into the relationship with completely different backgrounds Mm -hmm. and like expectations i think our expectations were completely different um so we just like i didn't know that being like saying I love you was so important because I guess I am the type of person that I'm not going to say it 50 million times a day because then it loses its value to me Mm -hmm. I'm only going to say it when like I really feel like it's sincere 
Mm-hmm. So I didn't know that that was so important to you. So I wasn't doing that. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's like with our different like ways that we give and receive love also completely opposite. Mm-hmm. So then it probably didn't feel like you were getting anything from me. Yeah. Is that all you have to say? <laughs> yeah. No, that, that kind of, yeah, it's kind of, I don't know. I was like, when I really like like someone and love them, I, I kind of got like fully, fully invested. So I was like listening to her podcasts and stuff. And I think that kind of was a negative effect for me. Um, just because you're really raw on your podcasts and that's awesome. But then like, <laughs> yeah, it, there was a lot of stuff that just kind of made me not feel too you good. You know how many relationships my podcast has ruined me? <laughs> friendships because i just tell it yeah and like like the first like when we were dating for like four four or five months um and then we saw a psychic or something you had like a podcast episode yeah Yeah, yeah. where you were like i don't know if my boyfriend came back into my life or my ex-boyfriend i'm pretty sure i'd drop nick i said that yeah you're like i'm not convinced i wouldn't drop nick like there was stuff like that no, um, I think what I just meant by that was, like, I feel like it would fuck me up mentally that it might impact yeah. our relationship. Yeah. But maybe I didn't say that. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. It was just, it was a lot of stuff. It, it was, like, and I don't want to bash anyone. So it was just both of us were kind of in it for the wrong reasons. Um, for whatever reasons they were, even if our atten- intentions were right. So we're starting off fresh, and if something bothers me or something bothers you, we're going to say it to each other. So it kind of can get spoken about and and negotiated Yeah, it gets to the point where resentment kicks in. Because I think that's why I needed the break so bad was because, like, I let it really boil in. And I did resent yeah. you for some stuff, which is not fair because we didn't talk about it, but I still resented you for it. Well, when you let something fester, it doesn't mm-hmm. go away. It just gets worse. Yeah, kind of like how it eventually basically, yeah, when we were talking about school and stuff, like I asked her, I basically was like, hey, school's probably not the best option to do when we move right away to Florida in the beginning when I was doing research. And she, you probably resented me for it because in the beginning it was like, ah, shit. Like I did, damn. but then I resented you the most for not being willing to negotiate or compromise on something that was really important to me mm-hmm. it wasn't like yeah that that did suck but mm-hmm. i think that's what i felt the most yeah and and that's the thing that kind of is good and bad about a relationship when you're in a relationship sometimes someone's dream can can make a relationship more rocky or can mess up a relationship if timing's not right yeah um it's all about the timing has to be right and let's be honest the the world like revolves around money um and there's just so many factors in life like with covid right now there's like yeah a lot of shit going on so obviously in a perfect world like everyone should be able to do what they want to do um but it's just it's it's weird sometimes yeah because like if we were in a relationship, right, and I just said, hey, babe, I want to move to Canada for five years or join the, like, U.S. military and go to Afghanistan for five years, like, that would be rough on you. Like, I get it. Yeah, like, but it I think it's dream. different because if I went into the relationship knowing you, knowing that that was a factor when we first met, 
then I think it would be different because then I would have known that and had to take that information into account before proceeding with the relationship. Mm -hmm. You know, like if mm -hmm. you said that to me out of the blue, it would be like now, like in July, mm -hmm. if you said that to me, I'd be like, well, I don't know what I'm going to do. I, I'd have to figure mm -hmm. something out. But I think we were both ignorant on what that meant because I was ignorant because she did tell me she wanted to go to school probably on February. And then we were trying to like plan it out. When I said it was moving, you were like, okay, let me try to find a school in Florida. But we really didn't know what that meant. I didn't know what that meant in the sense of how much it would cost, how much time it would take, what we would have to potentially. Well, I knew how for. long it would take and how much it would cost. To the full, <laughs> to the full effect of monthly payments and, and everything like that. Well, that, that was something I, I had so. to learn more about. And yeah. I think that. I would still need to learn more about because I think both of our information is inaccurate on that. Because you were thinking it was going to be 800 a month and then I've had three people tell me it'd just be like 5%. Well, well, just for a little, I guess, accounting info, with, when it's based off salary-based, you don't have to pay the 800, let's say you can pay 400, but still every year it will go up five to seven percent yeah so it would just so take it's longer it'd still take another 40 years instead of 30 yeah which so i think like i'm okay with but you're not okay with you know what it is i guess for me um for a relationship i want it to try to be 50 50 and it doesn't always turn out that way no um but to just make it i guess fair for everyone People can do what they want to do with their money, but then if there's a bill at the end of the month that costs 800 for electricity and people are living together, I think modern days, it should be split 400, 400. Yeah, um, and then I think whatever happens after, whoever has a certain amount of money, then it's like, okay, let's play round robin getting food and stuff like that. Yeah. And I guess if we're both okay with that and you have a way to pay for school as well, that's fine. Yeah. No, um, I think it should be equal too. Unless because... one person was making a million dollars a year no and i get, no and i get that yeah it's just yeah and that, that's perfectly fine yeah um because yeah that's when it gets dicey um with just anything like let's say i have a hobby where i collect beanie babies and we're both making let's say for argument's sake 50k a year and then when the bills come in i'm like ah babe i can't afford to chip in for the electricity because i bought these 10 new beanie babies yeah. and i get it Beanie Babies and going to college are two dramatically different things. Yeah. But at the end of the day, it's, okay, then that other person has to pay double. Yeah, but that's where, like, boundaries come in and, like, yeah. making a clear expectation, mm -hmm. which I think that, like, we didn't really have boundaries Exactly. Before. And that's why I think we'll be so much stronger now is because we can set boundaries. And now yeah. we know when a boundary is set, it's not because I dislike you or want to have control. It's because in order for us to move together as a couple, we got to place boundaries. Yeah, there needs um, to be boundaries. Yeah, so there's no, because for me, sometimes the unspoken or not talked about leaves room for interpretation. Yeah. And, and interpretation is sometimes not the best. Which happened with us. Yeah. Because I think what, like, with the whole picture thing, like, me not seeing that as a boundary violation and you mm -hmm. seeing it as a boundary violation like led to a lot of issues. <laughs> so when you have like that unsaid thing, which sometimes is common sense for some people, but like I have a history of like very violent relationships. You have a mm -hmm. history of like, you've 
never been in a committed relationship before, like we're completely did like thinking on opposite ends, Mm -hmm. you know? So I think that that, and just on top of that, it was just, the timing was just not good for everything. (laughs) Like in a month, month and a half period, like four or five different things happened. Yeah. So in general, our emotions were high. So it made it a lot more. And then I think also at the end, like I was so anxious and we were both so like, it was really bad. Like I felt like you were going to break up with me. I just was like waiting for it to happen. So it was kind of like walking on eggshells and Mm tiptoeing around each other. And I think anything I said kind of like you got very defensive about, like if Mm -hmm. I was trying to tell you how I was feeling and I needed reassurance, you got so like, you turned into me and we're just yeah. like, I don't want anything to do with it. Like figure it out on your own. And I was just like, what the fuck? Yeah. Cause it was, it was just really interesting because the it whole was always changed. Yeah. And I didn't really know how to handle it. Cause I was always like, Oh, I'm fine. Don't worry about it for everything. Like, Oh, I don't care. Whatever you want, whatever you want to do, even if it did affect me. And then once the tables turned, I'm like, Ugh. <laughs> I don't know what affects me, what doesn't affect me. Um, and yeah, I have, I'm not going to lie and say that there's some things that I am uncomfortable with that, whether that's for insecurity or whatever's sake, but I think allowing myself to say it out loud kind of made me feel weird too, because I was like, oh, you're not really supposed to say that. You're supposed to say like your role of, being the fixer is your needs mm. don't matter. You're yeah. supposed to give it up to you and focus on you. So that's why it was just so weird too. Yeah. The yeah. people pleasing thing kind of. Yeah. But I think like I recognize that like for our relationship to work, we have to be able to be honest with each other and also receive it well and not take it personally. Mm-hmm. And like, take each other's insecurities out on one another Mm -hmm. if that makes sense yeah so and that's why like for right now like we're giving ourselves kind of space to do us like two days a week we're kind of just giving ourselves personal days to either work out see friends do personal activities you like to enjoy she you love yoga like working out playing video games stuff like that just gives us our own space so when we're seeing each other, we could actually be fully invested and not like, oh, I can't wait till she leaves so I can do that. Or I can't <laughs> wait till he leaves so I can meditate or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I guess with the knowledge of we don't have to figure it out overnight, which is comforting. No. So. Because yeah. your, your anxiety like makes you want mm-hmm. things to be perfect all the time. Yeah. I think. Or at least an answer for the future. Yeah. But with the way things are <laughs> oh my gosh, just in general, yeah. like there's no All my guarantee future for plans anything. Not fucked, so. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. Do, I, do you want to talk about how you felt when we broke up? Um, I, so it's weird because when we broke up, I was under the interpretation that we didn't break up. It was a break. So <laughs> I was just, that would have been helpful for me to know. I know, but that's what I see. Cause I don't like, I don't like texting her on the phone like that for any big conversations because I can't like, I feel like fully interpretate how I interpret how I feel. So I was just under the assumption of, okay, this sucks. I just need time to 
like I was going to the doctor's appointments with my grandpa. I was hanging out with my dad more. I was I was doing family shit that I just kind of needed to do. Um, it wasn't like, oh, I'm single. Let me go download Tinder. That was never in my head <laughs> at all. It was always, you're the one. It was just, I needed to figure my shit out before I could hop back in the relationship because I felt like if I wasn't 100%, then we both weren't good. Which is a fallacy. Yeah, which was a fallacy. No one's ever 100%. But then again, I never told you how some of this stuff affected me. Yeah. So I was just kind of like taking some of the punches, even though they weren't perceived by you as punches, like some of the stuff. But... And that was also yeah. my way of relating in relationships that I thought that mm-hmm. when you love someone, you give them the worst. Mm-hmm. Because they're, they're supposed, supposed to, to take, take it because they love you. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's just us trying to figure it out. Like, I mean, relationships are definitely, I wouldn't say easy. They're no. definitely not easy at all, but I think they're worth it. Yeah. Um, it's just finding out. And every day is a new day in terms of learning more about each other. And hey, I sometimes don't know why I do certain things either. Or I'm like, oh, wow. Or like even simple as like, oh, wow, I never knew I liked fucking pistachio ice cream like that. Like you find new things about yourself every day. So, and you're in your body every day. So imagine how many new things you can learn about your partner. Yeah. It's like, like having yeah. to control yourself and then having to deal with a whole nother human who you can't control. So you have to learn to control yourself as you relate to them. Yeah. And like being careful to honor their feelings and not mm-hmm. hurt them while you figure your own shit and out. And that's why I think, again, boundaries are just a great way to do that. Yeah. Yeah. What did you find out you're very insecure about? Um, I found out you not being fully committed I was insecure about or you deciding that maybe because I like to overthink that maybe two, three years down the line that you're not into guys anymore. (laughs) Um, Stuff like that. Or that one of my other big insecurities, um, which was just self-driven, not anyone else, was that I would spend, like we'd get a place together. I'd worry about the bills and do all that stuff. You would get your degree and then kind of be like, thanks for the time. Catch you later. I got my degree. And then I'm fucked. (laughs) So, and I'm just being honest. Those are what I was insecure about. Yeah. Um, And they all kind of collapsed on top of each other when, like, the picture thing happened. Because then that kind of heightened my insecurity of, oh, wow, maybe it's true because of X, Y, and Z. Um, Just stuff like that. Which is interesting because from my point of view, like, you could easily do the same thing to me, like, two years into my degree. You could be like... I could be in Florida and Mm -hmm. then you could be like, I don't want the relationship anymore. And then I'm like, fuck, like, what am I supposed to Mm -hmm. do now? So it's kind of like interpreted on both ends. Mm -hmm. And I think with the first thing, I just find that funny because it's like, same thing with you. Like you could wake up in two years and just be like, I don't like girls anymore. Like, so it could happen on both ends, you know, it could, but but I think it's just the assumption that speaks to the insecurity. I think it was just, again, how I like, I listen to a lot of your podcasts. Yeah. And I guess if it's, maybe you don't realize you have different interpretations on podcasts or stuff, but like, I know it was LGBT um, pride month, like in the summertime. June. Yeah. And there was just a podcast 
that kind of just I was listening to and that kind of yeah made me freak out a little bit yeah so yeah <laughs> tread lightly because a lot of my listeners yeah no are... and listen I get it like listen everyone can be free to do what they want when they want how they want it but. For me, I want to be someone that I want to be in a relationship with someone that's committed to me as mm-hmm. much as I'm committed to them, and that's okay. People can want that, or people can want open relationships. Yeah, but Which that's not discussed. what I want. Yeah, yeah I don't want all. that either. I am not secure enough for an open relationship. No, I just I want to invest my time and energy in one person. Yeah, like it takes a lifetime to get to know a single person, mm-hmm. like on a deep level, not face value. Yeah, you can figure out, okay, this person likes baseball and they're into working out. Okay, but what's on a deeper level? Yeah. Like, what are their hopes and dreams? What do they like to eat for breakfast? Like, like that documentary we watched last night. I'm sure that lady didn't know her husband was No, not at all. Yeah, <laughs> because I'm sure they never took the time to deep dive. And some well, people, even then. But some people, like, in a relationship are just like, listen, I want to be surface level with you. I want to... Or they're just blind because of their own infatuation and projections. That and what too. They want the person. There's to yeah. I mean, yeah. Certain people I know, they're just like, hey, we're just in a relationship together, and whatever happens, happens. Yeah, but I think a lot of times, if you don't want to admit something, you don't see it, and if you don't want to see something, then mm-hmm. it's easy to overlook That's who true. someone really is. Well, actually, that show was that. Um, movie we saw the girl in the basement was very triggering <laughs> it was really yeah. disturbing i almost like cried and had to walk away at some points but it was good so if you're not easily triggered by uh domestic violence or rape, and sexual yeah. assault then it's the show for you but i was gonna say you said one of your insecurities was the fear of me not committing to you or something mm-hmm. like and i think one of my insecurities was I think when someone does want to commit to me because I have such low self-esteem, I think something has to be wrong with them. So I was just like, I don't know why Mm -hmm. it's like a whole like psychological, like low self-esteem thing, but Mm -hmm. you see yourself one way. And then if someone sees you in a different light than you, you think that -hmm. person must be crazy for seeing value. Also it goes against whether it's like a positive or negative, it goes against what you perceive yourself. Mm -hmm. Like, with me, I have I have body insecurity issues, and I'm always like, oh, I feel fat, I look fat. And when you ever tell me, like, no, you're not, yeah. it kind of... It just goes right over your head. Yeah, because that's not my reality in a sense. Yeah. Even though it could be true or false. But what does it mean or look like to you to be committed to someone? Because I don't think we've ever... Like, my definition of commitment and your definition of commitment might be two separate well, things. there's that. Um, my definition of commitment is I wouldn't have to worry about the person leaving the relationship or cheating on me. Essentially what it boils down to. Um, and I don't have to, I didn't have to hear you say that, but throughout our relationship, it was about every month to month and a half, there was a conversation that came up that was like, you either wanted to move away you were like, Ugh, I don't know if I feel the same way anymore. Then it was like, ooh, I don't know if like I'm really into us having sex anymore. Then it was into, I'm not sure if this is going to work because I want to move again yeah. with Ashleen. So it was every every month and a half, it was a yeah this something a, that was pushing me. me like, yeah, acting out my yeah to try to push me away, which then <laughs> kind of made the commitment 
a you a question. Which is interesting, though, because at the end, you were the one that left. Like, I was the one that said, if in a relationship things are going to get hard, things are not going to be nice all the time, you're going to have disagreements and fights and arguments, and you can't just leave when things get hard. I mean, you can if the person's like, if you're sincerely unhappy or the person is like very unhealthy for you, then by all means leave. But if you want a serious committed relationship, you have to work through those things and rebuild and repair the relationship rather than walking away. And that's where I wish we didn't have the conversation over the phone because I wanted to just have a break and not a breakup. Yeah. Yeah. So, which... But I'm very conflict avoidant, so yeah. So it was anything because I thought if he's just gonna come over at five o'clock to break up with me, like let's just do it on the phone. Because that wouldn't, because that wouldn't make sense for me to do. That's why I was like, let me talk to you so we can go over stuff. I sometimes like, I don't know, it's a little more because that wouldn't make sense for me to do either. If I just drove over there to say, oh, by the way, I'm breaking up. Well, I thought that people feel better about themselves if they break up with someone in person. Cause like, if they're like, Oh, they broke up with you. Over the but that phone. would be like, maybe if I was like, let's both meet up at Panera bread at 5 PM and bring each other stuff. Yeah. <laughs> that would kind of be a little but more. It just seemed like it was leading to that because mm-hmm. you were fine in the morning. And then at like one o'clock I called you and you said, like you weren't feeling the same way about me and you didn't like the way you were feeling. Yeah. I didn't like the way I was feeling. Um, and sometimes just to not make it personal, like I didn't like the way how I was feeling just in general. And I really needed to just figure my shit out, so to speak. Um, and I didn't know what that meant, but I didn't like the way I felt. Yeah. So, but also like, when you're feeling some type of strong visceral emotion, it's usually never a good time to make rest decisions at that point. I've mm-hmm. learned because I've done it a zillion times. <laughs> yeah. Hence why I don't have a savings account. <laughs> Do you feel comfortable talking about therapy? Yeah. Okay. So, so I started going to therapy. Um, because I, yeah, <laughs> I, how could it be fair if you were working on yourself and I wasn't working on myself? Um, and anything that I kind of want you to help do for our relationship, I want to do as well. Like what? Like if it's, oh, let's look good for each other, like twice a week for date night. I want to obviously make sure I'm looking good too. You or look it's... so good right now. I'm not even kidding. No. My favorite no I feel like way. you look the best when you just roll out of bed. Like, I just, it's so hot. <laughs> Is that a compliment? Yeah, it's so hot. But I continue. Um, just like, I don't know. What was I saying? The things that you want us to meet in the middle. Oh, or just not even meet in the middle, but like both want to strive for each other. Well, um, by meet in the middle, I said like it's, e- I meant it's yeah. e- mutual and equal. Yeah, like, like if we it's. We both meet each other. Exactly. Halfway. Like legitimately, like when we go out to eat. And I'm like, oh, babe, what do you want to eat? Because I actually care about what you want to eat. I want to make sure you... Yeah, that's a big thing that I have. (laughs) That's a really big problem. I Mm -hmm. just... I don't know what I want because most of my life I've never had a say. Yeah. Like, I could tell my mom, like, I want this. She'll be like, you don't want that. Or Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter what you want. So, like, when people ask me, what do you want? Or even what are you in the mood for? I 
literally I don't know because I think I want what they want because when they get what they want, they'll be happy. Yeah, or if it's – because that's what I also hate, like, when people in general are like, oh, how are you doing? Do you need help with anything? They but they care. honestly don't want to help the person. No. They just want to pretend like they feel good. If it involves them going out of their way. Yeah. Yeah, we're like, oh, if you ever need my help, feel free to ask. Just kidding. I'm just saying that because that people tell me to. That literally happened to me a week ago. Yeah. Someone asked me if I wanted something because I was sick, and then I said, oh, well, and they were like, oh, actually, I can't. I'm like, like I just yeah. don't like the ingenuity. Just don't offer. Yeah. Don't offer unless you mean it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Therapy. What else? Oh, so for therapy, I'm going, it's, it's every other week but sometimes it could be two weeks if she's double booked um it's just general therapy um just talking about right now it's i had my second session i have my next session either tuesday or thursday i don't remember um and it's just going over just my life in general because i feel like everyone has stuff that they want to get off their chest or just talk to someone about everyone has un healed wounds that they need to yeah. learn to I don't know heal or just cope with health in a healthier mm-hmm. way yeah and just gaining that like coping skills or like just emotional intelligence of how to process and move through emotions and mm-hmm. like realizing like this is my stuff this isn't my partner's stuff they're just kind of mirroring back to me like mm-hmm. what I like, that's what I, I said on one of my podcasts. I know you don't listen anymore, but mm-hmm. when we broke up, I realized, like, it wasn't you breaking up with me that hurt me. It was my fear of grief and you triggering that in me mm-hmm. based off of all of the losses that I've had in my life. It just resurfaced. Like, mm-hmm. with your grandpa, like, mm-hmm. you know, things bring up our past and that mm-hmm. triggers us. And then we can so often shift the blame on this person's making me do this or this person's mm-hmm. making me feel that way when really it's our own stuff coming up to be like looked at. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Does that make sense? Yeah. So when's your next therapy session? Next Friday? No, it's a Tuesday or Thursday. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure which one I gotta look on my phone. I have like an app. Oh. Yeah. Cool. It's like two different apps. It was weird. I found it on one app. It was actually a different person. Yeah. And then something happened, so I got a different one. Because it was great. like you could either wait a month to see this guy or yeah. try to find someone else. So I was like, yeah. I was like, nah, I don't want to wait a month. But I'm happy that you're in therapy. Yeah, Because I, I have that effect on people. <laughs> <laughs> people date That's me, and then funny. all of a sudden they, they end go up to in therapy. therapy. But no, that makes me happy because we were doing the couples therapy. But I think the last few sessions, it was just like we were talking at each other, not really listening yeah. to what, like considering each other's perspectives. Because we were mm-hmm. both like, well, I'm right, they're wrong. Mm-hmm. They should just deal with it. Like, you know? <laughs> yeah. And that's just not helpful either. Because mm-hmm. I remember our last therapy session, the Sunday before we broke up, like I felt like shit after. And I was just like, fuck, I wish we didn't have this conversation. It just made it worse. So you have to kind of just be in the open-minded mindset of being willing to receive someone else's point of view, even if it differs from your own, you know? Mm -hmm. And when we're kind of just set in our way and, like, closed-minded, we're really not willing to do that. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. 
we have to like we don't have to but like we haven't had another therapy couple session but the reason i'm happy that you're in therapy is because like the whole relationship i felt that i was the problem not saying you're the problem mm-hmm. but like i was like oh i'm the one going to therapy three times a week and like i'm still self like sabotaging mm-hmm. the relationship like it just all felt like so much pressure on me to mm-hmm. make the relationship work. Like I felt like it was my responsibility. I think maybe what might help us is the next couples therapy we decide to have, we should have just like in general, some boundaries that we bring up just for our future. Like yeah. even like we were talking about animals cause she loves animals and I love animals too, but there's obviously an extent like if it was up to you, you'd have 50 animals. In the house. <laughs> I would live at a zoo. Yeah. So I, I think it's just stuff like that. Yeah. But where... that's the good thing, though, because I'm willing. Mm-hmm. I care about a relationship, so I'm willing to compromise yeah. on that. Yeah, and me too, because I love animals too, but I don't want 50, but I don't want one because I know you wouldn't be cool with one. When you Speaking the devil, my dog's <laughs> scratching at the door. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the key to it all. And also, I think something else that came up that was big was like, not um relying on someone else to make you happy i don't know if that but that just kept popping up like um realizing that the person you date is really just a reflection of how you're doing so at least i've learned like with the whole fixing thing like you saw if i could heal this person or whatever terminology you want to use then like i'll feel successful i'll feel happy i'll feel good but realizing that that's also not your role mm-hmm. yeah it's just it's just super interesting yeah because like we're at the age in our life where potentially like relationships or dating can lead to marriage or just long-term relationships yeah. and it's just navigation because it's compromised but then also it's each of our lives too so it's like what are you willing to compromise or maybe you got to test it out to see if you really are willing or maybe you could be like wow having two animals or three animals isn't that bad why not four or maybe (laughs) at two you're like okay i said it like i'm cool with two but now actually because that was my biggest issue is i said a lot of things like yeah i'd be cool with that but then realizing the reality of it then i'm like wow that I'm not as cool with that as I thought because I didn't think it was this crazy. Yeah. Especially our animals are going to be like raccoons. Yeah. Or like, just let's say like if we (laughs) decided, yeah, let's say we decided we both wanted to move to France in a year. Sounds super awesome. But then probably a month before Mm -hmm. when we have to get paperwork, try to become citizens, get a green card, get work. Like that's like, wow, I never thought of any of that. Maybe it's not realistic right now. Or maybe Especially it's going to take a lot longer. Don't speak you don't French. speak the language. Yeah. <laughs> but it would be awesome in the idea like, oh, fuck, let's go move to France for a year. Yeah. But it's not realistic. What we can do is we can go on a trip there for yeah. a week or something it's like that. It's putting a plan in place. Exactly. And, and that's what I tried to do to the utmost extreme, which wasn't good. Mm-hmm. Like you can put a plan, but not everything has to work to a T. And that's what I had to work on. Which is, again, complete opposite from me because you're an over-functioner. I guess when you get stressed, like, you analyze and examine and try mm-hmm. to be rational and logical. And, like, when I get stressed or anxious, I under-function and completely put it off and mm-hmm. don't think about it. 
Yeah. So it's trying to find that, like, again. And that's why I think I was even more over-functioning. Yeah. Because it definitely, <laughs> it definitely, it definitely heightened since being with you. Because I was always under the assumption of, okay, she wants these things without necessarily knowing that that much about it so now i have to triple know about it i can't just be like yeah. okay let me know baseline about it and we'll be good mm -hmm. i was like no i have to compensate and know triple the amount to kind of make up for that lack which is again not good on my part yeah. so it's just which is interesting because you brought up in therapy session with michael you said like you feel like you're my boyfriend and my parent in some aspects yeah. because of some which is not good which you, yeah it's not good because then it's you're going to treat me like roles are, the, yeah, yeah you're going to treat me like the parent and i'm going to treat you like the child which sucks because that's not what a relationship which is. felt not, like it at the end because yeah. i was like he's fucking controlling me it's pissing me off and i was like she's lashing out <laughs> like a child and not like going to the reality of stuff so it was definitely we got to just figure it out with what we with the cards we have because there's some things that's in your life that happens, some things in my life that's happened, for better, for worse, or, or worse, it just is what it is. So, yeah, we just gotta figure it out that way.